Shabbat Mem Zayin Amud Aleph. The last thing we were discussing was Abaye asked Rav Yosef a question. On one hand, we see that Rabbi Shimon does not allow you to carry a candle when uh, when the light is on, only when the light is off, because you might it might come to shot. On the other hand, when it comes to dragging the chair or the the bench on Shabbat, we see that Rabbi Shimon holds Davash and Mitkaven Yipatur. So the Gemara tried saying that listen, if you're going to get the Yisur Deoraita then we are going to be Mahmir. And if you're going, then even Rabbi Shimon will be goes there mid not to do it even Beshogeg, even, you know, because you might come to, if you would do it on purpose, you'd be over at the right, so don't do it at all. Uh, but if you're only going to be over at the Rabbanan, then Rabbi Shimon was okay with it. Uh, so Rava had a problem with that. By Shatnez, we see that yeah, that a person is allowed to wear Shatnez if he's going to sell to Goyim, if he's if he has no kavana to uh, to have benefit from it. And here, if you do have kavana, you're over on Isur the right of Shatnez. So the Gemara says rather Rava, Rava gives the answer that we're talk- that the problem with the candle is while the candle while the light is on, it's a basis davara sur. It becomes a base. To something that is asur, and therefore it's asur, and has nothing to do with the fact that you might come to shut it off. Amar bizera, Amar biasi, Amar bihanan, Amar bihanina, Amar biromanus, lihiti rebi letaltel mahta befra. Rebi allowed me to carry a pen with levona with the ashes over there, right? And the fact that the, you know, the, the, the ashes are muktzeh, how do you allow me to carry it? Amar the Rabbi Zerah, the Rabbi Mi Amar Hachi, did Rabbi Yohanan really say such a thing? person is allowed to carry his son if, his, if the son is holding a rock. The rock is muktzeh. Oh, kalkala, a bag or a, or a basket with fruits. There's a rock inside. Only if it has fruits in it. Because there's fruits inside. And that's the reason you're allowed to carry. But if there was no fruits inside of it, you're not allowed to carry the entire basket. Because the entire keli is now a basis ledavara asur, even to that rock that which, even though it's tafel, it's still strong enough to be mevatel the entire keli. So why then did it be, was Rabbi Yohanan matir to carry to, to carry that mahta with the with the of the levona with the ashes that are muktzeh? Rabbi Asi thought about for an hour. That's a pasuk from uh, Daniel. Ve'amar he answered, "Hachanamid it bakertin." It probably had little pieces of levona inside, and they become sort of like the like the like the fruits inside. So then they're the hashuv ones, and the ashes are not. Amar Abaye kertin berabi mihashive. Rabbi was a rich person. You think these little uh, uh, these little uh, pieces of levona were made a big deal to him? Do you think they were hashuv to him? Vechitema hazul anim. Okay, if you want to answer, maybe they're hashuv for the anim. Atanya begde anim la anim begde asherim la asherim. But uh, we have a brayta. Begadim of aniim are for our hashuv for aniim. Begde asherim are hashuv for asherim. Aval da aniim la asherim lo. But poor people's clothing is not hashuv for uh, the, the the rich people. And they're not mekabel If that's the case, then over here also these little pieces of levonad should not be the hashuv by Rabbi. He's rich. 
It's no, it has to be the reason because it's like carrying, it's like putting out the trash on Shabbat. It's disgusting. You're allowed to throw it out of the house. Same idea. I'm allowed to throw this pen with the ashes inside of it. I have two problems with what you just said, right? It's not meaning it's not like the trash. The is disgusting. This uh, pan with the levona and the ashes is not disgusting. It's megule. You can see it. This ashes is It's covered. It, Rashi explains it was probably some sort of uh, keli that was covered, so you don't actually see it. So it's not. You know, so it's not so, as disgusting. So, I mean, you, either way, for two reasons, uh, it's not, A, it's not disgusting, and B, uh, it's covered. You can't compare the uh, this uh, this um, this pen with the mahta, or the, this uh, mahta with the levona and the efer to uh, to the garaf shalri'i. Ela marava ki havinan nahman. When I was in the house of Rav Nachman, we would carry this kanuna, uh, this uh, copper vessel that uh, I guess they put in maybe fire to warm people up, and inside of it there was dirt that they'd probably use to cover uh, um, uh, maybe tsoa or rock or spit or saliva, and it wasn't mukze. We didn't tell it was mukze. Even though there was inside of it uh, broken pieces of wood that are mukze. And you have to say that this whole story with uh, the pen, with the levona and the efer was the same idea. You probably had uh, an idea to use the efer for something. So metive, now the Gemara asks back on this, right? Veshavin, she'im yesh ba'shivre petila, she'asur letaltel. both hold that if there is broken pieces of uh, the wick, you're not allowed to carry the candle. Because these broken or these ripped wicks, these these they're they're nothing, right? They're not allowed to do anything. And this is a problem with Rav Nachman, who allowed to carry this uh, kanuna with the with the ashes inside of it, even uh, even though there was uh, bro- broken pieces of wood. And the broken pieces of wood are worth nothing. They're not. You can't do anything with them. The Gemara answers, no, No, when we said that these broken pieces of wicks you can't carry on Shabbat has nothing to do that they're not worth anything. Biglila, we're talking about in the Galil, and the Galil, they were very hashuv, and they weren't batel. Rashi explains because in the Galil there wasn't, uh, I guess, uh, linen, and therefore uh, even the broken pieces of petila were considered hashuv, and it becomes a basis l'debarasur. Now Tosafot has an issue. Uh, you know, he feels that there was uh, there was uh, pishtan in the Galil, except that uh, there was so much oil. The oil wasn't hashuv, and therefore you can't say that the petila. Uh, was uh, meaning it took a took a back seat to the shemen. Okay, he, that was his shita. Now another question that comes up from all of this is, um, like the what do you call it? Uh, we were carrying the kanuna with, with the, the ashes inside of it, um, even though there was broken pieces of wood. And Tosfot asked a very good question, which is. Uh, 
what's the par what's the problem with carrying it we learned all over the place that if it's a you know if it's if it's a keli that's meant for something that's asur and mutar you're allowed to carry it just like uh the basket with the fruits and the rock inside of it and uh, so they brought so they explained that that uh that uh, mishnah is not a proof you could say that a rock is for sure not hashuv legabe the perot, but maybe broken pieces of wood are more hashuv. Um, he goes there, the Ramban gets into that question, the Ritva gets into that question, and the Rishonim and the Haronim, and even up to the Halakha, really goes into the whole idea of what is the concept of Basis Ladavara Asur, and when is it Mutar and Asur, and uh, very interesting to, to, to look into the Sukiyot over here, but let's continue. Levi bar Shemuel, Ashkehinhu, the Rabbi Abao, Ravuna, Barhiya, Davukaima, Pithaya, the Bear of Huna. Levi bar Shemuel saw Rabbi Aban, Ravuna, Barhiya, standing by the the doorway of the Midrash of Ravuna. Amalu Maulahzir Mitash of Tarsiim, Beshabat. Are we allowed to put back together a bed of uh, Tarsiim? Either they're coppersmiths or weavers by Shabbat. Uh, I guess they were made from piece by piece like Lego, I would imagine. So they told him, not a problem, mutar. So he Levi come Levi Bashmuel comes in front of Yehuda. He told them that they they said it was mutar. That I asked to be a band of Unan. They both said mutar. Amar ha. So Yehuda answers back. Ha. Rav Shmuel damret harvayhu. But uh, I, I know Rav and Shmuel said that uh, you're Hayav Mita because it's Makeve Patish. That's Rashi and the Ramban argues and uh, either way. Metive. A person, I guess, disassembled a menorah to clean. Now you want to put it back. Shabbat Hayav Hatat. You're putting it back on Shabbat, you're Hayav Hatat. I get... Um, but what about if it's the stick where the sayad, let's call him a painter, not exactly, but let's say a painter, he has this big long stick for brush, so this way he could uh, uh, paint the, the, I guess the the, uh, the the ceilings, the roofs, and when he wa- and when he wants to uh, paint something low, he takes out the stick and then he puts in a uh, shorter stick and he uses the same brush. Lo yahzir, don't put it back. Vimehzir, patura valasur. Your patura valasur. Why? Because that's your the job. Is you're constantly taking it out, put it back in, putting in a new one. There's no end to that melacha. So with the menorah, there is an end to that melacha. With the with I guess with the kenesayadin, there is no end to that melacha. Rabbi Simai Omer. Keren Agula, you have a flute uh, which is round, where you uh, what you have to once you put it together, it uh, that's it. Uh, you put it tight, and uh, now it's um, now it's the end of the melacha. Hayav, hayav hata, because now you finished the work. Keren peshuta, but if it's a uh, a flute that is uh, I guess straight, I guess different types of instruments, um, you're it'd be patur. Why? Because you're constantly taking it out, putting in, uh, disassembling it, putting it back together. So now we have a, what's the problem? Over here we see in Abraita that a person who puts back the kanim of a menorah is hayav. And Rabbi Abba and Rabbi Huna before said that putting back the bed of the, the tarsiim is mutar, even though it's like Lego. So the Gemara explains in they said like the following Tana, like Rabban Shimon Megamliel and the, the following Brayta coming up. The Tanya Malbenotamita, you have um, I guess the um, 
sockets where you put the, I guess, the, the legs of the bed, and the sticks of the bed, uh, right, the, the legs of the bed, or I guess these uh, planks where, where, I guess, an archer puts his boat together, you shouldn't put them back together on Shabbat, you'd be your patur, but you're not allowed to do that. And definitely don't make them tight, right? Then you'd be hayav hatat. If they were like they were put together, but they're very very loose, then you could connect them together. So then, what's the idea with the mitab the tarsim that Rabbi Abanav who now allowed? It was probably loose, and they allowed you to put it back together. And the Gemara tells a story. Berav Hama Hava Mita Gelanita. He had a bed that I guess would would fold. Hava Mehadrela Biomatava, and they would put together on Yom Tov. Amel Ha'umid Rabanan Rava. So one of these, uh, one of the the Rabanim told Rava, "My datich, why, why do you allow this?" Binyan minatsadu, you want to say because it's like a like a sideways binyan because it wasn't so, it wasn't it was loose, it wasn't put together hard uh, tight. And it's not like you're doing an actual melacha, it's like minatsad. There's at least an, okay, you are telling me there's no Yisro de Oraita, but there should at least be Yisro de Rabbanan. If it was loose, you're allowed to put it back together. The Mishnah says, I'm allowed to put like a bowl under the uh, the the candle this way. Any sparks that fall off, uh, they could go into it. But you're not allowed to put uh, water into that bowl because then you're actually um, extinguishing the fire. Now the Gemara asks, Once you put the keli over there, the the I guess the sparks are falling in over there, and now you can't carry it the rest of the day. And this is a problem. Remember, Rav Hasda said, you're not allowed to be mevatel akli mechano on Shabbat. No, these uh, sparks have uh, nothing uh, to them, and therefore they're not mevatel this keli uh, from its actual use. The Gemara continues, we can't put uh, water in that bowl because you might come to extinguish the fire. We should say that our, you know, our Mishnah is Stam Kibui Asur. Causing Kibui, causing a fire to extinguish indirectly, is Asur on Shabbat. And therefore, it's Asur to put water in there because you, even though you're not directly shutting off these sparks, but still it's Asur. Who says? Who says it's Rabbi Yossi? Maybe in Shabbat. Shabbat Who said that Ayer of Shabbat? It's a problem. Maybe our Mishnah is talking about the Ayer of Shabbat, and that's not a and, and Rabbi Yossi wasn't talking about it. And if you want to say we're talking about Shabbat, right? That you can't put that keli over there. You could put a keli on to, to get the sparks on Shabbat and of course Erev Shabbat. You can't put water in that keli, not Erev Shabbat and of course not on Shabbat. And this is for sure not like Rebiosi's uh, shita. 
Rather, you have to say, even according to Rabbanan, who allowed uh, extinguishing a fire indirectly, Shani Hachav here is different. Why are we not allowed to put the uh, water under? Kelly is because you're hastening or you're speeding up the kibuy. I guess there's a Rabbi Hanel says that the minute it hits the water, it's going to uh, be put out, and that's a problem. Now, with all this, Tosafot asks the question: Then, wh- how do we have the minhag to put water under the oil? And when we're lighting the Shabbat candles, and he's saying that uh, it's just to make the the I guess the the fire higher, and that's allowed. Then there's the Orzarua's answer that uh, that the BOC and the Tanakaman Rabbanan are only oser when the light candles are already lit, not uh, not if it's done before the candles are lit. And you have the Tosfot, uh, you have the, the Rosh. The Rosh is the reason. That since uh, the, the water is at the bottom of the oil, it's going to shut anyway, so there's no gram kibui, it was going to be shut off altogether. Okay. Hadran Allah Kakira, and now we're starting Bametomnin. Just to get an idea of what Hatmana is, um, Hatmana is basically you're taking a pot and you're putting it under uh, cloth, or we'll see what other stuff you could be matmina, but you're, you're, you're covering it, so this way you're insulating the heat, you're keeping the heat, and uh, there's an issue in, in being matmina something that's mosif hevel. Why? Because the gizra, you might come to be... Uh, um, you come to move. Uh, you might come to put it in coal, remet, and then over there you might come to be uh, to you know to play around with the charcoal. And the, the Rambam over here in the Perush Mishnayot beautifully explains that it's not exera exera. It was done all together at the same time, so you can't call it exera exera. With that, the Rambam also explains that there's two types of hatmana that we're worried about in this parak. Number one is hatmana erev Shabbat. Where that there's only a problem if it's mosif hevel, if it's something that's going to add heat. Um, on Shabbat itself, there's only a problem. There's going to be a problem even if uh, even if it doesn't add heat, it's still a problem. Now, the beginning of this uh, of this parak, there's a tosafot all the way on the bottom over here, where. Tosafot uh, brings down in the name of Rav Yosef, in the name of Shmuel, that uh, this uh, Mishnah is talking about something that has been half cooked, but not uh, totally cooked. But if something that's been totally cooked, maybe you're allowed to be matmin. Or if something that it hasn't been cooked at all, it's still raw, you're allowed to cook, right? The same idea like we learned on the other pra- uh, Prakim. Now Tosafot doesn't like this, and he asks... That's tam kederot benish mashot. Most parts benish mashot are boiling, and uh, we have to be talking about kemachal ben drusaya at least, because that's what we're talking about in perikira. Therefore, uh, Rabenu Tam explains that there's a core difference between shehiyah uh, and hatmana shehiyah. It's really it revealed. It's uh, the pot is on top of a stove, and uh, the question is what's under the stove, and uh, then we could uh, get into also yeah like that. Hatmana is mamash covering it with uh, with things, and therefore it's not revealed. It's really under the under whatever you're putting it into, and definitely there's more room to be mahmir in that type of case. And that seems to be the, uh, you know, the derech of the Rashbad, the Ritva, Sefer Trumot, and a lot of other Rishonim, that, that, that's the case that we're talking about. Okay, with that, let's start uh, the new perek. Bame tomnin, Bama and tomnin, what are we tomen in Shabbat, and what are we not tomen in, and tomnin lo begefet, we are not tomen in, I guess, residue of oil, 
ולא בזבל, מנור ואנימלס, לא במלח, סולט, ולא בסיד, לייב, ולא בחול, סנד, בן, לחין, בן יבשין, all of the above, whether they're uh, dry, whether they're wet, you're not allowed to put inside, uh, you're not allowed to put anything inside, you're not allowed to put a pot inside, tomen. ולא בתבן, now, part two, not with straw, ולא בזגין, residue of grapes, ולא במוחין, קין, ולא בעשבים, grass, בזמן שהן לחין, only when they're wet, אבל טומנין בהן כשהן יבשין, but we are allowed to be tomen in them when they are dry. Now the Gemara asks a question, Ibaradehu. כפת של זיתים תנן, אבל דשום שמין שפיר דמי, או דילמה דשום שמין תנן וחושקן דזיתים. It says גפת. Are we talking about גפת of olives? But, uh, but sesame uh, gefet uh, is not, not a problem. Or when we said gefet, we're talking about sesame uh, gefet. And of course, the zetim uh, that's asur. Tashema, de'amar bizera mish'eum ha'deber bi'anai. I guess you take a box, you put a lot of uh, cotton inside of it, you put a pot inside of it, you can't put that box on top of gefet shel zetim. So now, shma'amina, shel zetim, then obviously we're talking about shel zetim, right? And uh, only the gefet of zetim is a problem, uh, sesame is not. Maybe when it comes to Atmana, Sesame is also a problem. But when it comes to adding heat, I guess when it's not Mamash bit inside of it, like the box over here is on top of the Zetim, right? The Zetim Maskehavla, the Shumshemin Lom Maskehavla. So I guess they're both, uh, they both add heat, but I guess the Zetim adds such a heat that even if the box is put on them, it's, it still gives health heat. And the Sesame is not that strong. And therefore he said, that's why Rabbi Zerag said his Deen, the Gabe Dafka Regefet of Zetim. We'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen ve'amen. All this brings us to the Tosafot on the left, uh, which he brings a couple of interesting sugyot. Number one, he discusses um, not, I guess, not uh, being tomen uh, on top of coals that are garufe uh, katum. Why? Because if, uh, because even if they're katum, they still add heat. So to be totally tomen over there, to totally insulate is a problem. And that's not so. Uh, we can't do that. So the question is, how could you put a kedera on top of a kira, even when it's uh, when it's covered? How did the kira is mostly fevel? And he says, no. The problem is with uh, with uh, with hatmana. You're coming to be mehatet gehalim. You don't have that situation by uh, kira. And he brings down. Rabbeinu Baruch Shita, and and then the Rishonim go into it uh, for for the explaining that heter. Another uh, halakha point that Tosafot brings down is putting apples or anything that can be eaten uh, as they are raw uh, next to uh, the pot and it gets cooked on Shabbat. Um, is it uh, and that whole sugiah? Very interesting to go into. A lot of interesting halakhot that come out of it. But we will stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen ve'amen.